You're listening to Cine Binge. Welcome to Cine Binge. This has been born from my friend's persistence in me watching certain shows. I've been asking Simon to watch Dark, a German TV show on Netflix, which I guarantee he will like. But for some reason, he's always been a little apprehensive about watching it. So I said, I'll watch it if we can put a podcast around it. And this is that podcast. What is the reason? Why have you been uh, putting off watching the show? You know, for one, it was subtitled. And I don't mind watching films with subtitles because it's like two hours and done. But this is a whole series, man. The premise was quite interesting and quite sort of dense. I thought this is going to be like quite hard also it was around the time when i had a lot of other stuff going on and whenever i watch one of these shows i can only watch one of these shows i felt like there was just so much going on i wouldn't be able to watch anything else without my head exploding but we've decided that the first podcast i will be watching dark and um i'm hopefully andrew will be right so i'm glad that you mentioned the subtitles because uh, I, I was one of the people that was saying that if you are going to watch this show, you do have to watch it with the subtitles, not the uh, dubbed audio. Um, because for me, at least, the English audio just doesn't quite hit the same notes as the uh, original German audio. So I'm glad that you're planning to watch this with the subtitles rather than the audio. The reason that I actually started watching Dark in the first place is because people were saying that uh, there were some similarities with uh, Stranger Things. Now, having watched the show, I don't. I can see why they may be thinking that, but I actually think that there are more similarities with a uh, with Lost. Now, the reason I mention Lost is because I know Simon is a massive fan of Lost and has watched it more than once, uh, and may well be the subject of a future cine binge season. Um, but for now, we're talking about Dark, and I'm hoping that he will see the same similarities that I have along the way. And if not, we'll talk about them. Andrew's very good at getting me to do things. He kind of knows how my brain works. And just to give you an example, um, just before lockdown started, or no, it might have been just after lockdown started, um, I said, for sort of a joke, I'm going to live stream my reaction to watching the movie Cats, right? And, and And I did this. And Andrew was the first person to come in this live stream. And he said these words. He said, I bet you don't last 10 minutes. Okay. So if anyone challenges me like that, I will have to prove them wrong. It's just in my nature. It's just how I am. So I sat there and I watched it. And as I'm watching this, I thought I'm not going to look at how long's left. I'm not going to look at the running time. I'm not going to look at like how long's left on the little um, timer on the bottom. I'm just going to watch it because that way this thing's going to finish. And there's been about 12 songs and I hadn't looked at the clock, hadn't looked at the running time. I thought this is nearly finished. It has to have nearly been finished. And a few more songs go past. And then I thought, John, I'm going to have to look at the clock because it's starting to like really get to me. And I looked at the clock and it was about 20 minutes in. And I thought, oh, oh, this is fun. So I carried on watching it, watched the whole thing get finished. And then at the end of the stream, Andrew comes back into the live stream, right? And he says, I knew if I told you that you wouldn't watch all of this, you would watch all of this. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so I ended up watching the whole of Cats because he challenged me. 
so he does know how um how my mind works so him saying it is as good as lost or it's like lost to me that is like okay that's a pretty big accusation to make now i've watched the first episode and i can see how the stranger things connection is or a comparison is there because it does feel very like strange things the aesthetic to it looks similar to stranger things it certainly doesn't feel like Lost at this moment. I could see how it could be compared to Lost at this very, very early start. Is It's just asking so many questions. Who's this? Why is that going on? Who's that person? How are they related to this? What's going on there? I think we also need to say from the get-go with this podcast is there will be spoilers for the episode that we're talking about. So if you haven't seen Dark, them just be aware there may be spoilers for this and the first episode was called secrets my take on secrets was wow this is this is asking a lot for the audience to to get on board with so it threw so much stuff out there and andrew probably laugh at me now because he's obviously seen it he knows what's coming but there's like this cave with this hole there's this guy who like commits suicide at the beginning writes a letter I'm like what the hell is this all about and then there's this family there's this affair going on the one part that's sort of has pulled me in to make me go oh this is interesting is from what i can gather there's there's this missing child or this missing yeah this missing like teenager and at the end of the episode he's like in some brightly colored room with like some death chair and he's clearly not being killed but i just i and i yeah i mean if you ask me what's going on i haven't i haven't got a clue <laughs> i'm intrigued andrew and there you're right there's there are a lot of characters in this show to get your head around working out who um you know obviously the, the different parents and how they connect i mean it's not just uh, the children of the parents that we're looking at here it's how they connect uh, across you know places of work for example so for example you've got the the nielsens um you've got ulrich nielsen who is a detective in the local police force and his wife is katarina who is the school principal so you can kind of get the feeling that everyone does kind of know each other in some way um and, but we're looking at a number of different families and you've got to kind of get your head as part of watching this show. You've really got to get your head around all of the different connections, how they connect in terms of families, as well as how they connect in in the workplace and and in the town around town. Um, and that's it's going. To, I think it will take you a few episodes to really sort of cement those relationships in your head. Um, but I, I, as I've been saying, is don't try to Google your way to understand the relationships because you will hit spoilers. So definitely avoid that if you can help it. Yeah, I'm not going to be Googling this at all. <laughs> and you're right, the um, the episode, obviously being called Secrets, it opens up with lots of secrets all over the shop. You've got, uh, obviously, the, the letter that um, Michael Carnwell, the guy who committed suicide, um, the letter that he's written, um, that is immediately apparent that that's a secret because his son knows nothing about the letter when he's talking to his psychiatrist. And he dated that letter like, no, so he wrote it, he wrote don't open until November 14th or something. Yeah. Before 10, 15, right? Yeah. 10, 13. 
but but it was this year. It was the year that he committed suicide. What was in like June or something? Yeah, so it's a few months earlier than that. Uh, so, but it's a very specific time, isn't it? Ten thirteen p.m. on a specific day of the year that year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this something he knows something, um, but what what it is he knows we don't know. And this letter that he wrote uh, towards the end of the episode, some lady, older lady, opens it, and obviously the TV show doesn't tell you what's in the letter because they that why would they do that? Um, and she just looks very upset about it. Um, there was this old guy and he was saying it's starting again, which starts to make me think there's going to be some sort of time travel cycle going on and potentially the beginning of this show. I think we might see again in later episodes, but it's also got an interesting soundtrack. The soundtrack sounds like, um, the Joker soundtrack, and I'm just wondering if it's the same composer. I'd have to Google that and find out. I'm scared to Google anything on this show. Well, this is this is why. I mean, I'll do the googling for you, and then I can <laughs> report back report back my findings afterwards. When I'm when I was watching this episode for the first time, I kind of felt like they were. It was kind of in the in the way that they were talking about uh, sort of the older generation. You have the adults, and then the the younger children. I I got a sense that perhaps. Yes, you're right. It could be time travel, but the, another p- potential um, explanation for this is that the adults just know something happened 33 years ago, and whatever happened back then is going to happen again. And I'm kind of drifting into the source. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa! Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 33 years ago. Where's the relevance from that? Right. Well, I'll, I'll come to that. Right. So, 33 years ago, the um, it, it's mentioned a couple of times in the show for in right. this episode. So, 33 years ago. Um, Ulrich's brother uh, disappeared. Is Ulrich and, not Daniel Craig? Uh, Ulrich is Daniel Craig. Yes, I get the, what you're, you're referring to. He looked very like Daniel Craig. Yes. So when he was younger, as a kid, his younger yeah. brother disappeared. And that's what his mum, when he goes to visit his mum in this episode, she starts talking about how... Um, seeing things in the in the forest and so on and they have a little brief discussion about the, his younger brother disappearing 33 years ago i can't remember the exact words she uses but she basically refers to something happening back then but we don't know what happened back then you know why why the brother disappeared um the other the other mention of 33 actually in this episode is when the power plant boss speaks about how he arrived in the town 33 years ago and again, you kind of going, okay, is that connected? You know, immediately you kind of, this episode is basically setting up lots of potential um, villains here and kind of going, oh yeah, they know more than they're letting on. Um, okay. and, it, and it kind of makes me think, you know, there's a lot of potential people here that they're immediately dropping you dropping in. So obviously um, Helga, the, um, the old guy that was in the care home repeating, you know, it's happening again, it's happening again. I, I kind of got the feeling at that point that, as I was going to say earlier, I, I kind of got the feeling that yes, time travel is one potential answer to this, but it may also be something like uh, it, where the evil spirit would come round in a cycle and would come back. And, and so maybe something that happened back then is going to happen again now. Um, and it's not time travel related at all. It's actually just 
the thing that happened back then that some other adults are aware of because they lived through it the first time. Maybe, maybe they kept a pact between them and it's now happening again 33 years later, but with their kids this time. You know, it's that kind. That was my immediate kind of takeaway from this episode was that it was setting that kind of situation up. Um, uh, another example of where that might have happened is in, uh, was it Nightmare on Elm Street when the parents of the kids were involved in a pact to get rid of Freddy Krueger? Yes. They burned him alive. Um, and they were keeping the secret about what had happened back then, but then it started impacting on the kids. So again, I was kind of going down that line at this point going, yeah, that's, that's, that would be a plausible explanation as to why we're seeing what we're seeing. Uh, we just don't know what happened back then and we don't know what's happening now. It was only an hour long, the episode. It is difficult when you're watching a show or a film with subtitles because, you know, when it first starts, your eyes do that thing. You go, what what am I doing? Am I reading or am I watching the film? And you don't want to be like missing points. Whoever did the subtitles for Dark, I mean, they they must think people can just read extremely quickly. And when you're trying to read something and trying to take it in and it's going off, that becomes uh, frustrating. But you would recommend not watching it with the dubbed accents. Yeah, I, I just when I when I tried to listen with the English accents, I just felt like the tone of their voices were too happy. Maybe I don't know. They just didn't seem to get the sense of of foreboding and something bad is going to happen. You know, given the show is called Dark, you kind of wanted that sense that I mean, what what worse way could you open a TV show with than with a suicide? In terms of you could immediately go, oh, okay, this is dark. You know. When we start talking about the similarities to other TV shows, Stranger Things, I get that given that you've got a bunch of kids running around potentially being impacted by something and they're going to solve, presumably solve the, the, you know, the mystery of this, that's where the similarities with Stranger Things will probably come into play. But like even in this episode, the immediate kind of one that jumps out really early on, like the very first, I think it's the very first scene the very first um, scene that you see at the beginning of this episode is a shot of the bunker. You see like a bunker doors and uh, obviously in Lost, you've got the hatch. And so that's kind of the kind of the very first kind of thing that I think of when I see the, when I compare the two shows. It's also the opening of it. There seems to be a lot of mirrored imagery in the title sequence and I think that's got something to do with it. And also the f- guy who kills himself at the beginning, I don't think he's dead. I think he was doing that to go somewhere else, maybe. I don't I don't fully know, but it was almost in a way like, and if you've not seen Lost, then there's going to be lots of comparisons to Lost because this show is supposed to be like Lost. But how Desmond could go to places, and I, I got that sort of vibe from that guy. But then also, towards the end of this episode, I think he appeared and appeared in like a scary sort of dark demon-y type way. So well, maybe it's not quite like that then. It does very well at setting things up and asking questions, but it's not like a, I'll oh, just put it on and eat popcorn and, you know, just let it fly over you. It's not that type of show at all. You have to sit and like dissect everything that's going on the screen, which I love that type of show. But at the same time, it was difficult to like jump into. Yeah, I would agree that this is a show that you've really got to pay attention to. 
particularly with episodes like this where there's a lot of exposition uh where you've really got to pay attention to what's going on with the characters with the backstory that they're talking about like for example the the younger brother disappearing 33 years ago there's a lot to take in around each character and so you can't just have this on in the background while you're you know glance doing something else and then glancing up occasionally to see what's happening on screen it would not mm. you would not catch half the things that are going on in this and it takes a brave move it introduces so many new characters like straight away and not many shows like they do that they would maybe spend an episode where they introduce the main characters and then the following episode you'll be with a load of other new characters and then they build up whereas this show it just feels like they just throw them all in at the beginning and like you just gotta get on board with this and and we you know we're not gonna dumb this show down and you know it's up to you to pay attention yeah, and that, that definitely follows through for the rest of the series. There's a lot Great. of... Well, it's it was not so much about characters, like dropping new characters every single episode, but I'm just thinking in terms of how it expects you to... It it, use, it touches on a lot of themes. There's a lot of um, classic literature and um, science quotes and so on that are dropped into this show throughout the throughout the show there's certain principles that will keep repeating certain themes that will keep repeating you may not always catch them first time around and obviously i'm watching this for say the third time now and i'm sort of catching i'm still catching stuff in this episode that i didn't catch the first and second time around so yeah it's worth persevering with but you do have to keep your wits about you while you're watching it and really pay attention to the details what advice would you give to me then while i'm watching this show to get the most out of it don't Google. Don't Google. Whatever you do, don't Google. Um, even if it means having to rewatch an episode and map out who is who until you're clear who is who. And if, if you don't know who someone is, then just put a question mark down against them. Um, you know, not every person in this episode got given a name. Not every ep- every person in this episode was given uh, a relationship with other people in this episode. Um so I can kind of, I'm pretty sure it won't give anything major away if I say, for example, that the power plant owner is actually the um, husband of Re- Regina Tiedemann, the hotel owner. So, you know, Bartos, the friend who is going out with Marta? Uh, yeah. Right. So he is their son. Uh, and the relationship between uh, Regina Tiedemann and Do we know Bartos- that at this point? You don't. You only know that Regina is Bartos' mum at the very end of this episode, right? And yeah. So anything like that's happens, or anything information you find out afterwards, I like. I do not want to know that. Yeah. Until and this is the thing, right? This is how nerdy Andrew is about this show. He sent. He was going to do me like a diagram of all the families and how they all interconnect and stuff and who they are. I was like, dude, don't send me that because. If I've got to feel like I've got to have a diagram next to me as I'm watching the show, I'm just not going to be able to watch that show. It's better for me just to just to watch it. And in fairness, it was like that with Stranger Things, like which was a fairly simple show to watch. But when it first started and no one knew anything about it, you know, having to learn who those characters were and how they related, you know, the best thing about any TV show that's made well is that you learn that yourself, like, you know, every show. Um uh, House of Cards was another show where that took a long time for me to get into because it was so complex with the different 
politics that was going on and the different like you know it used terminology that I just isn't you know used every day and is certainly I'm not used to but once you got used to it and then you grasped it it was great so I think it'll be the same with um with with this show I was tempted though to wait for the American remake of Dark I don't yeah I don't think you should I don't think it would again it comes down to tone I just don't think an American version would get it right going right back to the beginning of this this episode was called Secrets and I mean, we've only really touched on a handful of, of the secrets that are in this episode. Uh, so as we sort of spoke about the letter, um, the presumably a suicide note, but we don't know for sure. Um, something, something, something is obviously in that letter that, that upset the old lady. I didn't think it was a suicide note. No. So um, what happened with the, the relationship there? Because clearly there's a breakdown between um, Hannah, the mum of Jonas, and the old lady because the photo of the family together had the old lady ripped out of the photo. So in the very early part of the, se- of the sequence, you see the photo in, in its full glory with everyone in the photo. So presumably the old lady is, the, is part of her extended family. And in fact, later on in this episode, they, um, Hannah gives the old lady a call and talks about um, you know, the power to the home and talks about her grandson being Jonas. So that old lady is actually um, Michael Conwell's mother. Do we know that? Yes. In this episode, the fact that Hannah calls her, leaves a voice message on her phone saying, you know, the power's out, you know, if you really want us out of the house, what would Michael think? Um, You know, or I forget what else she says, but like, and specifically mentions Jonas, you haven't spoken to him for for ages and so on. So although it's not explicitly stated, it's quite clear that it's Michael's mother or somebody connected to Michael. That's why she's ended up with the letter. Um, How she got the letter, who knows? Because who even stumbled upon the death scene? You know, how, who, who discovered Michael Conwald? There's a whole bunch of questions around how she ended up with that letter because Jonas doesn't know anything about it. Is Jonas the kid in the yellow jacket? Yes. That's his dad who committed suicide. He knows that it was his dad that committed suicide, but he doesn't know why he committed suicide. Right. Because when you when he's walking to presumably school and he's talking to Peter Doppler, his psychiatrist, mm. and he mentions some two of the things that he mentions is, you know, um, I keep seeing my dad. And Peter says, What, in your dreams? And he leaves it open ended. He doesn't say where he sees his dad. He just says he keeps seeing his dad. Now, is that like visions during the daytime? You know, is that why he's on medication? But he then says, or the psychiatrist then says to him, you know, what, what, what is it? Why do you think you keep seeing him? Is it something that he needs, you want him to say to you? Or do you want to say something to your dad? And then he goes off on a bit of a rant and says, you know, um, why did he do it? Why did he kill himself? Why like that? And so on. So clearly he doesn't know. Either there was a suicide note that he's never seen um, or there was no suicide note, note at all. We don't know. We presume that that letter that the mother has, or the um, you know presumably Michael's um, mother, is a suicide note. Perhaps there's something in there that talks about why he did it. We don't know. There's a little boy who goes missing, and this is where there's another similarity to Stranger Things because that shows about a kid that goes missing. But when they find the body, they say this isn't the kid, and it didn't really like allude to why like i thought well that body isn't a human it looks like a like i don't know like a clothes that have been stuffed or something like that mm. it certainly didn't look like a, a real human being or something so but i think as the show goes 
it's going to reveal stuff like slowly. I'm hoping it ties it all together. So I'm just looking forward to get to the point when I get used to the characters and how they work and what the relationships are. So as I said earlier, they're setting up lots of potential people involved in uh, the disappearances of both Eric Oberman, the uh, gingerhead kid who disappears, you know, even before the show starts. And then maybe something related to the current disappearance of uh, Mikkel, who's now disappeared. They're definitely connected. I also got a vibe of Twin Peaks with this show. Um, Did you ever watch Twin Peaks? No, but that may well be the subject of a future cine binge. Yeah, that's a really, really good show. We might have to do that as a uh, a future cine binge. So having watched the first episode, what did you like about this episode? I liked the cinematography and how it looked. I liked how the mood it was building. There was this sort of like um, sense of dread as the show was going on, which sounds a bit mad to say I enjoyed the sense of dread. But I just like what it's doing. It's it's very different to anything that I've watched. At the moment, obviously, I can't say I love the show at the moment because I've only seen the first episode. But I enjoyed it more than I expected to. And I am looking forward to see where it goes. I just hope it's not like when whatever is revealed, I don't go, oh, because I hate that. Or if I can... What I like about it is... Like I, my favorite type of movies are films that you watch and while you're watching them, you go, what the hell is going on? I know this is great what I'm watching, but I don't have a clue about what it is. Stuff like the matrix. When the matrix first came out, it's like, what is the matrix? And Memento and this movie, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you're watching it going, what is this about? Like, or inception or something like that. And then mm. it isn't till literally the end you go, wow. And then yeah. it makes you go, I've got to watch that again. Because mm-hmm. I love that, so that's what I'm, I'm hoping that this show will do. I, I and I think you will succeed. I think you will get that out of this show because, as I've said previously, the reason I wanted you to watch this was I had watched through the first and second season of this show, then ended up going back to watch season one again, uh, and then season two again before I then watched season three, and now I'm back on my third playthrough of this. Uh, and I really do think that it is the type of show where each time you watch it, you will, you will just find something new to obsess over and go, Oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't realize that little detail. Um, but is there anything you didn't really, you know, is there anything that would have put you off immediately if it wasn't for me pushing you and saying, no, stick with this. I did try and watch it you know, months ago when you told me to. And I, I think I watched like the first half hour and there was just far too much stuff. And it felt like, very complicated and and the subtitles was it did put me off but you know i'm just gonna persevere with that but i think you know the subtitles they do disappear when you're uh, when you get engrossed in it and i was sort of you know engrossed with it i'd say it's not a show to watch late because um if you're not off if you miss 10 minutes of the show then you'll have to go back and watch the whole thing like you know well that's kind of what my um what my initial feeling is on it but um i'm looking forward to watch episode two i would like to tell you a little bit of trivia around this episode or something that was mentioned something that was mentioned in this episode so the um when ulrich visited his mum 
and was they were talking about the disappearance of the brother many many years ago mm. and uh she starts talking about obviously seeing uh, somebody in the woods, in the forest and so on. And she mentions how uh, she had found a chocolate bar wrapper in the woods and that it was uh, Mads, the brother's favorite chocolate bar. Uh, the name, Yeah, well, exactly. So the name of that particular chocolate bar was called Raider in uh, most of Europe at that time and changed its name to Twix to meet the uh, to to match up with the international name. Mm. So I didn't actually discover that until more recently and that was yet another sort of indication of it wasn't just oh yeah that's a chocolate bar you know that's still in existence it was a chocolate bar that only existed way back then. So the fact that it's now suddenly turned up in the middle of a forest is quite interesting I think in terms of you know what why has it only just been discovered? Or is she just making it all up? Did she actually show that rapper? Mm. So now I am thinking this is about time travel. Well, she, I mean, did she show the rapper? Did she, she mentioned that she saw somebody in the forest. Is she seeing things or is, did she actually see stuff in the forest? You know, there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot of questions there. And then obviously at the end, when um, Ulrich looks at the child and says that it's not his son, uh, the I think perhaps I don't know what made him think that, but certainly what was interesting was his face around his eyes appeared to be burned in some way, disfigured. So that's probably uh-huh. why you thought it didn't look human. Um, it, it seemed to be a child of some sort, but with their face just um, sort of mutilated in some way. Next to him, I don't know if you caught it, but next to him was a little Walkman tape player. Right? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. So everything about the setup for that that child there, that I think that's probably you. You wondered why he didn't think it was his son. I think there was mm. enough clues there that he basically went, no, you know, he's not wearing the same stuff. He's not wearing uh, the same shoes that he knew that he would be wearing. And there was enough about it that he went, no, no, this isn't my son. So there's a lot of questions that are coming out of this first episode. And uh, so the question for you is, what question do you most want answered in the next episode? I think the one question that I've got at the moment is what did that letter say? That's what I really want to know. I've got a feeling if this is anything like a typical mystery type show, I'm not going to find that out in the next episode. Um, I'm probably just going to get lots more questions in the next episode. And now we go on to episode two and find out. If you enjoyed this episode of Cinebinge, make sure you subscribe and we will see you in the next one.